enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Talkcast, where a vampire opens his saving account at a blood bank. I am your host, Daniel. And on today's episode, we decided to touch a little bit on the wonderful holiday known as Halloween. So joining me on today's episode from the Temple of Geek are Amanda and Marcus. Welcome. Howdy. So, So, Halloween, the festive holiday where people dress up in costumes, go get candy, try to scare the crap out of people, and play pranks. Best holiday of the year. <laughs> Conventions are the best holiday of the year. But... <laughs> So, Halloween's among us. We, tomorrow, as of this recording, um, what do you guys, do you have anything planned for Halloween? Oh, yeah. My house has been decorated since October the 1st. I am the only house on the street that is decorated because in England it's not a big holiday. And um, me and my flatmates are going to sit in the front garden wearing uh, V for Vendetta masks and then oh, all black and scare the piss out of any kids who walk by. And if they survive it, we'll give them candy. And then it's awesome. In five days, you can recycle that costume and celebrate John Fox Day. Guy Fox, but yeah. Oh, Guy Fox Day, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, he was known as John to his friends. It's fine. <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> <sighs> what about you, Marcus? What are your plans? I don't have any plans for Halloween. I am not a Halloween person. I am hoping to go to the Wizard World convention. Um, today it's been flooded out. Uh, we made it to the press junction yesterday and the reception. Um, but today on my way to Austin, a bunch of the, the roads were flooded. So I decided to turn around and it wasn't worth dying over. So maybe tomorrow. So it, it, it'd be a good way to spend Halloween. It's it's Everybody's dressed in costumes and stuff. So go me. What do, you think favorite, good what do you think the favorite costumes are going to be this year? Definitely Star Wars. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, I've seen them advertising the uh, the new Hasbro lightsaber over here, so they're already getting ready for tons of tiny little stormtroopers and skywalkers running around. Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Jedi. Star Wars makes its way back to Halloween. <laughs> Film at 11. <laughs> you guys probably actually know what is in this film adaptation. What are the name of Han and Leia's kids? Because when I read the books when I was a kid, it was Jason Jaina. Uh-huh. And um, they were twins. Is that what they're going with? No. Anything that... Anything that's not on film, television series, or came out in the book comic book form as of April of this year is not canon. Boo. So anything that you read prior to April of this year doesn't exist. So the twins don't exist. Uh, the academy Luke's, doesn't exist. Luke's new new yeah new order doesn't exist. His new academy, whatever it's called, Jedi Academy. Um, none of that stuff exists. Which so, is why hashtag spoilers, Luke is evil. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a whole theory on that, but we can go into that another day. But yeah, it's 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 going to be completely different. And I think they did this so they can give people liberties to kind of 
be free and tell the story that they want to tell and not have to worry about being tied down to 30 years worth of, you know, extended universe stuff that people basically started losing track of over the years. Um, be free. So, yeah, be free. <laughs> so, keeping with the Halloween theme and costumes, um, recently in London, they tried to break the world record for the largest number of people doing the Michael Jackson zombie dance from Thriller. I don't know if it's successful because it rained and I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, it, didn't they do like in the Philippine prisons? Didn't they force their uh, their prisoners to do that dance? You know, when your options are a cell or doing a dance, I feel like you wouldn't have to be forced, you know? That's true. (laughs) I have seen that, though. It's like one of the YouTube great clips. That's crazy. So, in England, do you ever have any problems on Halloween night of uh, your flat getting egged or... I don't know what what are they what are they quailed? Quails. <laughs> what are they called over there? <laughs> you know, an egg is still an egg. <laughs> Quail eggs are reserved for special occasions. <laughs> ah, ah, okay. Uh, Quail eggs are expensive. It's like four dollars for a pack of six, and they're tiny. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, since we're one of the few kind of people in our immediate neighborhood that celebrate it, the community kind of appreciates it. There are a lot of like lower income families in the area and their kids don't get to have a nice night out like this that often. So they really like it. We've done it. Well, we've been here this the second year now. So we did it last year and everyone had a really good time and all of the neighbor like parents and things were saying thank you afterwards. So um, I I think we'll be okay. Our neighbors may be not so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) that's totally cool you should at least take some pictures well you know i did uh our whole kind of house up in a jack skellington sort of vibe with sort of cinco de mayo and nightmare before christmas kind of inspired decor it's all black and white so it's quite cool that's awesome (laughs) i hear if one oh good i was gonna say i i've heard that marcus is a huge nightmare before christmas fan very much, very, very much. That's it's like one of the movies I definitely I took with me as I grew up. It was just like I I remember like uh, going to the video store and renting the VHS copy and probably wearing that version that store's <laughs> copy of that movie out. <laughs> okay, Marcus, for for our younger viewers, you're gonna have to explain what a VHS is. <laughs> Come on, I mean, it can't be that far out. I'm just, I really hope not. <laughs> You'd be basically, surprised. Basically, a, a movie <laughs> on tape. What is tape? <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing a very good job, Marcus. I, I, I can. I don't. Just, just, just be glad you don't have to watch movies that way anymore. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, so seriously, Nightmare for Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie, or is it a Halloween movie? It's. It's a it's a hollow Christmas it's a hollow miss movie. I always thought it was a Christmas movie. It it can be probably more of a Christmas movie. So like, because the movie's about like each hol each holiday actually has its own town in this uh-huh. fantasy world. 
And the Halloween town, uh, Jack Skellington from that town, finds this uh, place where all of the towns, like the door to all the towns are. So um, he, he discovers the Christmas town and he decides that he's going to do Christmas instead of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the Halloween town does Christmas and of course they do it in their own way, which is... Which you know they're they're trying to scare children and stuff. That's that's their version of having fun. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, I will say that the director Henry Selick states that the movie is actually a Halloween movie. Huh. <laughs> so apparently that put the debate to rest on um, earlier this week or last week, I guess it was. The article came out. Wow. That's kind of cool. I, I mean, I always end up watching it on both Halloween and Christmas anyway. <laughs> What's I always thought it would be cool, like if they went back and made like little short films of like the other towns, like you know Thanksgiving Town yeah. and Easter Town. But he it's decided so to do Coraline. You just dropped the G off of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving thanks, Town. Th- thanks Thanksgiving. I do. <laughs> I give on Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay see see we're not englanders we we, we live in texas englanders <laughs> i think you mean the english <laughs> englanders <laughs> we don't speak that fancy language english <laughs> we'll, we'll speak that jibber jabber <laughs> speak american amanda what's one of your favorite halloween movies one of my favorite Halloween movies. Mm. You know, I've never I'm, heard of that. <laughs> oh yes, it's it's a great classic. Um, no, I, you know, I really like uh, scary films in Halloween, and my favorite scary films are zombie films. So I'd have to go with Twenty Eight Days Later. I can honestly say I've never seen it. Never what? seen Twenty Eight Days Later, man. Nope. Oh my! And then I heard they made a God. sequel called Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never saw that one either. Oh my gosh! Not a big horror person. <laughs> yeah, but it's zombies. It's so good. Which is really weird because I like The Walking Dead. Yeah, you would love this. Oh my God! Speaking of The Walking Dead, WTF <laughs> last week? <laughs> He's not dead. He so is. He's. He's not dead. <laughs> the other guy did not fall on top of him, and he was screaming like that while the other guy got ate. No way. Yeah, he's not dead. No. So, Marcus, just in case you have no idea, because I know you don't watch The Walking Dead, there's this character on the show named Glenn. Wait, spoilers. Oh, my God. Oh, my apologies. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe just edit that part in first. <laughs> nah, if you... If you heard that, rewind it and forget about what I said. <laughs> so anyway, Glenn, the Asian guy on The Walking Dead, <laughs> who's been on the show since season one, yeah, right, was on top of a dumpster with this other guy. They were surrounded by this giant horde of zombies. And the guy he was with basically tried to kill Glenn in a previous episode. And Glenn was basically, you know, forgiving this guy and trying to, re- you know, let, allow this guy to redeem himself, which I believe the guy did at the end because he said thank you to Glenn, put a gun to his head, and blew his brains out. Hmm. Uh. 
Why he did that, the guy who he blew his own brains out started falling into the horde of zombies. And as he did that, he knocked Glenn into the horde of zombies with him. And as they fell, Glenn fell with this guy on top of him into the horde of zombies. And the way the camera was, it was like right up on Glenn's face. And you kind of seen like his little neckline and stuff at a weird angle. You see guts and intestines getting ripped out. And Glenn's sitting there screaming, and then it pans out, and you just see this horde of zombies eating a body. Now, the reason why I say he's not dead is because the second show that they show after The Walking Dead is a show called The Talking Dead, where they kind of interview the castmates and stuff. Do do (coughs) do y'all get that up? Yeah. In that fancy world called England? We do. Okay. So, on The Talking Dead, I don't know if you watched it, normally when one of the main cast members die, they usually have them on that episode. Well, Glenn wasn't on the episode, and he also wasn't in the memoriam Mm. uh, part where they show all the people dying. So, and then they had that little announcement by the the director that said, "We will see the conclusion to this his story, either in pieces or in a flashback or something in the near future." So, I I don't know. He's not dead. He so is dead, man. (laughs) What are they gonna do? Okay, sure. He. If they ate the first guy first, which, by the way, that guy was a total wanker, and I totally disagreed with him helping him through the entire show. So I'm da- I'm glad he's done. I didn't like him. <laughs> Anyhow, he he even if he fell on top of them, the zombies they shove their hands through your body to rip out your guts. They're not gonna stop when they reach spine. They're just gonna keep shoving through till they reach concrete. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like it's just the Glen kebab. They're not going to stop. They're not full. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. If he, if he is dead, that was a pretty, pretty jacked up way to kill that character off. Totally jacked up. If he's not dead, though, cheap, 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 cheap. That's John Snow thoughts, levels Marcus? of cheap. Ah! Haven't watched season five yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, someone already spoiled his death for me. Spoiler alert! (laughs) You're doing it wrong. (laughs) Uh, If I had to choose a favorite Halloween movie, I would probably choose the 1967 classic, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That came on TV the other day, and I love it. When they go trick-or-treating. Okay, first of all, have you ever seen the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I and by have. movie, I mean the 22-minute cartoon episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Does that even qualify as a movie? I've even seen a Charlie Brown anything. <laughs> well, in the cartoon, Charlie Brown gets, um, gets to go trick-or-treating with everybody, and they all make these, like, ghost costumes. And one of the first scenes that I always, like, I'm dying laughing at is when he makes his 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 costume he goes crazy with the scissors and cuts all these holes in this ghost costume so there's like eight holes that's supposed to be these eye holes (laughs) in this sheet and then when they all go (laughs) trick-or-treating you know they they're all like all the kids are like i got a candy bar i got a whatever i got it this and he's like i got a rock (laughs) everybody keeps giving him rocks what (laughs) that was amazing classic i love that movie Wow. I love, uh, Marcus, you noticed what just happened there. I mentioned an arguably classic zombie film. Daniel's yeah. never seen it. Don't care about it. But let me explain to you, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. 
amazing. <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Okay, why would I why would I want to watch 28 Days Later? Give me give me some reasons. Why would you want to watch it? Well, it's from an acclaimed British uh, film director, Danny Boyle, who is absolutely amazing in every way. Um, it talks about what would happen if a virus actually infected the population on a small island and what the government response to a rabid zombie-like viral infection would actually be if there was no land borders to worry about. And then what would happen to the survivors kind of left to their own devices. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's quite a good film, but England is quite interesting in the fact that, it, you know, it is an island, a heavily populated island. So you've just got tons of zombies in a very small space. <laughs> and, uh, so it only takes place in England? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The virus isn't widespread? Nope. Yep. Hmm. You think that it is, and the characters think that it is the whole time, and they eventually realize, you know, what would you do with a sick island? Just Is it was was this a spoiler alert? No, well, no, no. I don't know how spoiler it is that the movie's been out for several years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for you, <laughs> but for everybody else. But I think what I find is so interesting it is that you know it goes through the themes of you know people and how they would react in those situations like the type of people that would survive who you would be left with and they're not necessarily the best people um yeah it's a good film i definitely recommend it even if you're not into scary films all right i could definitely check it out so right, what about what about horror related games anybody playing anything related to horror or you know, haunted Halloween type themed games. Um, I mean, I've only played like Until Dawn, and that was that came out kind of a while ago. But I don't know. But I haven't played it. Tell me what it's about. <laughs> uh, Inquiring minds want to know, and that's only exclusive to PS4, right? Yeah, it is a PS4. See, I'll never be able to play it. I don't have a PS4, so spoil yeah. away. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> let me go ahead and put that one out that it's a spoiler alert! on the ps4 <laughs> um but essentially the, the game plays out kind of like a movie um in and it's kind of in implied that your purpose in playing this game is to keep all of the teenagers alive at, at the beginning of the of, of the movie or game if you want to call it then uh there's several teenagers of course and they're in a cabin out in the woods Oh, of course, because that's what you do exactly. if you've never watched films before. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at the very beginning of the game, there's some thing that happens with one of the girls, and she gets all embarrassed about it, so she runs into the woods. And, of course, something ends up chasing her while she's out there. Um, long story short, two of them die, and then that's how the beginning of the game starts, and... Uh, all of the rest of the teenagers decide to come back together one year later so that, you know, they can they can uh, have a good time together in memory of their late friends who were murdered out in the woods. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like a solid strategy. Yeah. So, uh, in, in you, so you go through the game basically just kind of making decisions that will have an effect 
on how the rest of the game goes. So it's definitely worth playing more than once so you can get different um, you know, reactions or, or um, storylines out of the game. So that aspect of it is actually really fun. Um, and just to keep in mind that <laughs> all of the kids will do the dumbest things just like a teenage horror flick would go. And if oh, you like, Lord. you embrace that. The game is actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, have you ever saved all the kids? Sorry, have you saved all the kids? I have not saved all the kids. I'm like halfway through my second time now, and uh, I've kept everyone alive so far, but I haven't finished the game with everybody saved. Have you purposely yeah, so- killed one of the kids because they're a jackass? Some of them I truly dislike. Yeah, actually. I mean, like the when I was the first time I was playing through, I was like, "You know what? I don't care about this girl. She's she's going for it, whatever it is." So, I would just like take all the risks with that person. It's kind of hilarious. It's like something Amanda would do. It is what I would do. It's like, "Heal me. Heal me." <laughs> well, Daniel, you recently downloaded the Walking Dead game from Telltale, didn't you? Yep, downloaded it, and that's about as far as I've gotten. <laughs> you haven't played it yet. I have oh not played it yet. Oh, my God. Now, I, I heard it was a good game. <sighs> yes. Um, I have not played any of the Telltale... Um, well, I, I lie. I played the... Uh, what do you call it? I played a demo of one of them. I don't even remember which one it was. And I'm nervous about it because it's kind of a storybook, kind of like you know the Until Dawn thing. Where it's, it's basically a movie that you're playing through. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you said you've played it, um, and you played all five chapters, haven't you? I have. I've I've played everything twice. Um, uh, once on mobile and once on console. And the mobile game I think is a little bit harder than the console game. Um, but I think what's so interesting about it is that once you play through it once, much like what Marcus was saying with the other game the second time you can fix your perceived mistakes. So there are several different characters that you can choose to save or not save. And when I went through the second time around, knowing what happened in the long run, I made different choices and it was kind of rewarding to see those other choices paid off. You know, if if you know you're going into a situation where nobody is going to get out of that unscarred, you just try to mitigate the damage. When you're playing it the first time, you don't know what to expect. But when you're playing it a second time, you know, you really do try to, I guess, keep the kids alive, you know, like make, make it through the game with as many of the people that you wanted together as possible. Now, does this follow the original group at all, or is this just its own story? No, it's its own story, although Glenn is in this story. So um, I I think it's quite interesting. I think it takes place before he meets up with the Walking Dead group. Okay. Um, But yeah, Glenn's in the story and Herschel is in the story. And off the top of my head, I can't think of any others that are in the story right off the bat. I mean, I played both seasons, season one, season two, all five episodes of each plus the bonus one. Um, really good game in general. And I think when you're playing kind of a story, it's much like watching 
a film, except you've now gotten invested in something turning out a certain way. And I won't spoil anything for you, but at the end, it's always the case that kind of things were going to happen no matter what you did. And even knowing that, going into the second playthrough, I was still very distraught about it. So hmm. um, it's a very powerful game. I think Telltale makes really good games. They do a Game of Thrones one as well, which I think is on its um, third episode of season one. Excellent game if you're a fan of the series. Um, they have another game which is like, um, I forget the name of it because it wasn't as good as those two, but mainly because I wasn't as invested in the story, but it's like about fairy tale characters and... Oh, The Wolf Among Us. Yes, The Wolf Among Us. That one was yeah, all Stacey right. Yeah, Stacey was obsessed with that one. Yeah, it was all right. But I think because you're already so invested in The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, if you watch those shows, those two games are much more powerful. Recently, I have rediscovered... Um, a re-released version of the Xbox 360 classic State of Decay. You um, rediscovered a re-release. Yes. So it was it was a game that came out on 360, um, and I remember playing it for a very brief time, but because of the nature of the game, it's a massive time sink, and at the time I didn't have a lot of time for it. Um, now that I have a little bit more free time, um, they've re-released, it's called uh, State of Decay Day One Survival Edition, and it has three different modes, which is the regular story mode, a kind of never-ending survival mode, and then uh, military mode. Um, it's quite interesting, it's a zombie survival horror open world game um, with base building and resource management, so it's quite hefty on the time investment side. Um, but what's interesting about it is it, it has permadeath. So um, the stakes are a little bit higher than your usual game. There's really not such thing as checkpoints. And, um, you know, if your character dies, that's it for that character. They do get um, a community you start building a base and reinforcing windows and, you know, making med bays and that sort of thing to try to survive. But you only get a handful of characters to play with. And I'm about 30, 35 hours into my first playthrough. And I've gotten myself into kind of like a cycle of impending doom. So um, you have to be friends with the characters in your home base for you to be able to switch out to them and use one of them as your main character. I haven't gotten far enough that any more than three of them are friends with my main character. At the moment, my main character and all three alternates have gotten wounded. Um, so when a character is wounded, they have like a permanent reduction to their health bar or a permanent reduction to their stamina bar. Or what I've seen is even worse. They walk around holding their gut the whole time and go really slow. And when you try to jump, they fall flat on their face. Um, so my little community is a ticking time bomb of doom and destruction at the moment because you have to wait real lifetime for them to heal. And How they, is that even fun? <laughs> you know what? It's so challenging. I think the challenging part is what makes it fun. Because you can't take risks. 
Like, you're not a superhero. You are just an average person with normal average flaws. One of my characters has asthma. Not even joking. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so a really amazing game. Um, I think it's like maybe 15 bucks. There's a sale on it right now um, through the Xbox store, and they usually run the sales for a couple weeks. So when this gets published, it should still be on. But if you're looking for something that you can play for several weeks, several months, maybe even a year, but not spend a whole lot of time in one go on, um, it, it's a really cool game. Um, there is a lot of restarting, I think. I'm going to get to the point where this base is not going to be savable and I'm just going to have to restart. <laughs> um, but the endless survival mode, I think, um, when I switch from the main story to that, will make it so that that's not that big of a deal. Um, this going through the story all over again probably will be a bit lame, but um, it's got a decent story, decent voice acting, um, and the fortifying your base part is amazing. You know, you can build outposts and you choose where those outposts go and you try to extend the safe area around your people and keep them protected. There's vehicles and you could splash zombies with them. Um, definitely would recommend a nice cheap game and it's only like I think 3.9 gigs so it won't clog up your Xbox One if that's the platform you choose to uh, to go with. I think it's also on PC as well. Huh. I, I think I'm just getting to the age now where like the type of games I like to play are like games that I don't have to I don't know. Like I bought Batman Arkham City and or what is it called? Arkham Knight? The latest one and I, I still haven't even finished it. I mean it's just invested way too much of my time in it. <laughs> well, that you can pick huge. up, play for a few minutes, and put down. <laughs> I well, actually still game, haven't beat that either. I don't know anyone who has. Well, sticking with our Halloween theme, we have another episode of Superhero Deathmatch! <laughs> Wait, how is that Halloween? <laughs> they're, they're, they're fighting each other to the death. And they're dressing right. That's metal. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. <laughs> The connection's been made. Isn't that awesome? You see how I did that there? Well done. <laughs> well done. It needs like its own theme song. On today's episode... Ba, 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 we bam. Have, Sorry. We have Wonder Woman versus Dick Grayson or Nightwing. <laughs> you said that. No, with a name like Dick, it has to be good. Oh. All right. So... As usual, I'm just going to read the official description off of the comic book website, and we're just going to briefly talk about the two characters who would win in a fight. Here we go. Wonder Woman is a princess... Oh, I'm sorry. Wonder Woman is Princess Diana of the immortal Amazons from Greek mythology. When army pilot Steve Trevor crashed um, on the warrior's secluded island paradise, Diana wins the right to escort him home and make her people known to the world. Entering our cynical world for the first time, there's a lot she must wrap her head around, especially our ways of war, hate, and, well, dating. Helping her are superhuman strength and speed, as well as the trademark bulletproof bracelets, but it's probably her golden lasso of truth that most people truly wish they had. Toward between a mission to promote peace um, and her own warrior upbringing, Wonder Woman fights evil uh, while hop, um, hoping to unlock the potential of humanity she doesn't always understand. Her powers are super strength and vulnerability, flight, combat skill, combat strategy, superhuman agility, healing factor, magic weaponry. Good lord. Jeez. All right. Now on to Mr. Dick. When his circus acrobat family was brutally murdered, 
Dick Grayson was taken in by billionaire and bat-friendly superhero Bruce Wayne. Bruce shared his secret life, a life as Batman with the young boy and eventually molded him into Robin, the Dark Knight's partner in crime. But as Dick grew older, playing second fiddle to the sternest hero in the Justice League began to wear on him, and he eventually struck out on his own, staying true to what he had learned um, as Robin while coming into his own respected member of the superhero pantheon. His code, like his mentor, is simple. If you are breaking the law on his turf, turf watch out. Anyone who doesn't um, anyone who doesn't can expect a short and almost uh, absurdly painful trip to Arkham. Yet, while he may share uh, methods and motivation with Batman, Dick knows what being Batman can do. He doesn't want to become dark, controlling, and lonely as Bruce. But for all the good he's accomplished while avoiding it, uh, one question is avoidable. Without going as far as Batman, can Nightwing effectively be as ultimately... Ah, I'm sorry. Can Nightwing be <laughs> effective as he ultimately wants to be? His powers are exceptionally good martial arts, combat strategy, event, advanced technology, brilliant deductive skills, and gymnastic ability. Wonder Woman is so OP that it compared seems to like, him. Well, I mean, yeah, compared to him, but it just seems like, like after hearing her description, I feel like her versus the Hulk would be pretty awesome to watch. Or Superman. Yeah, I mean, she she could basically she's she can take on Superman. I don't know whether she could beat him or not. Well, I mean, you know, when when your superpower is infinity, it it just it's why Superman's boring to me. Well, <laughs> Superman's is infinity plus one. That's what I'm saying about uh, whatever. So this this uh, this fight is going to be, I think, quite easy. I I don't think any of us can make an argument that that. Robin stands a chance against invulnerability, bulletproof fucking bracelets, and the lasso of truth. Okay, well let's 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 look at it this way. Batman trained Dick Grayson. Batman pretty much has a dossier on every single superhero in the DC universe and knows everybody's weakness and knows exactly how to take everybody out. I think Dick Grayson would have access to that dossier and know what Wonder Woman's weaknesses are and how to use them against her. Yeah, but how do you compete? You know, how do you even start that when your weaknesses are, I mean, what? What is her weakness? She's invulnerable. It's in the description. First of all, his name is Dick. Well. (laughs) Childhood humor. Sorry. Childish humor. Just call him Nightwing. (laughs) Actually, now in the comic books, he's no longer Nightwing. He actually is called Dick Grayson. Oh, gosh. Jesus. <laughs> so is anybody voting for Nightwing? Let's just be real here. I, I, I think Nightwing could actually have a chance against her. No. What? <laughs> She's an Amazonian princess. She has a jet that's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. She's got See, okay, seriously, what is the advantage card. of an invisible jet? You see this woman flying through the air <laughs> that was in the just sitting a position. Of TV. I'm pretty sure if it actually existed, it would be fully invisible, including her. So, can <laughs> she see the jet? Like, <laughs> you know. what if she yeah. misplaces it? Who knows? Maybe it has cloaking like Romulans or Klingons, uh, rather. So weird. Still, though, she would pummel him into the dirt because he's still just human. Yeah, I say that. I, I'm. I think I'm. I'm definitely on Wonder Woman's side there. That's that. That. <laughs> sorry, but 
Like, a, I mean, just by her description alone, it, it just doesn't seem like a, like a good idea for, for Mr. Grayson. <laughs> Not going to lie. When I was putting this together, I thought it would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> she would lasso him and make him go all emo as well. He would just sit there crying. <laughs> Tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. Bruce touched me. <laughs> <laughs> I still wet the bed. <laughs> Although I know this is probably kind of painful for you, Daniel. Isn't he like your favorite hero? He is. He is one of my favorite DC characters. Actually, he is my favorite DC character. Yeah, I mean, she would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was to the death, she would probably win. Batman, like I said, would probably come to his aid. Yeah. But... This is a one-on-one fight. Yeah. Well, at least the viewers know that you're not, you know, rigging the the leaderboard <laughs> because you definitely, in your infinite wisdom, did not purposefully put her up against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have put like, him up against even... Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, like, logic my way in, like into a different outcome. Like, kind of like with Hulk in, in Captain America, you, you know, it's like... I think we all thought we were we were each going to uh, <laughs> choose the Hulk, but we all ended up choosing Captain America by the end of it. But in this case, I don't think there's any way I can logic my way out of Dick Grayson beating Wonder Woman. Well, see, with last week when um, we talked about Hulk versus um, sorry Hulk versus uh, Captain America, we actually had logical reasons why yes. that could happen. Yes. There, there, there is nothing logical yeah, here. I, I mean, if, if it was, I mean, and her, she has a warrior instinct. When that kicks into overdrive, she's going to kill a mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she comes from an island full of women. This guy is a man. She's going to prove her worth by destroying him. And she's not going to be, she's not going to be all nice and prim about it. She's going to destroy him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd go for Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm telling you, those Amazonian women are hardcore. Didn't in real life they like cut off a boob so they could be better archers? I mean, that's that's serious dedication to the craft. I wonder if I can cut off a boob to become a better. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried if you think you have boobs. <laughs> I think you need to seek medical attention, or at least a fitter at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Her name was Victoria. She fitted me well. Um, <laughs> So I guess we're all in agreement, Wonder Woman? Definitely. Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, there you have it. Wonder Woman destroys Dick Grayson with the swiftness of her lasso. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. I'd like to thank Amanda and Marcus for joining me on this week's episode. Stay tuned to thetempleofgeek.com for the next all-new episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit thetempleofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.